Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to uh, Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Twelve Falls, a.k.a. Old Gray Balls, a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Elbow Skin, a.k.a. Garbage Face, um, a.k.a. Uh, toenail Dick, a.k.a. Kitchen Rug. Um, sorry, I got a little stuff on the mic here. What's going on? Uh, wow. Um, great episode today. I have Raina Greenberg from Girls Gotta Eat. It was an incredible interview. Uh, I think it was the best one we've done so far. I uh, just want to apologize for a second because of the sound quality from the last episode. Carl is very tall, and we only had this one mic because I've been doing all these shows by myself because of uh, COVID and a pandemic. So I tried to use one mic, and he was sitting just way too far away from the mic because he's 6'5 and better looking than me with a bigger penis. But, again, thanks for listening, though, and I apologize for the sound. I did uh, – I just haven't been doing in-person interviews. But I did buy a mixer. You know, things cost money, but I bought a mixer, and I'm, and I'm going to have some mics – and uh, hopefully the sound will be better on the next two, even though I used one mic for those interviews as well. But I think it sounds really good because we got really close, even though we should have stayed away from each other. We got very close and within six feet, probably within five inches, um, depending on how you judge five inches. I think it's pretty long. Um, yeah, a little bit. What's going on with me? My apartment, I'm done buying shit for my apartment. I am done. I can't do anymore. Um, I know I still need a wall mirror, some big wall mirror, which makes my studio look bigger for some reason that I got to trick people. I got to be like, Haha, like a magic trick. Like, oh, you think my apartment's small? Wait till you see its reflection. I mean, when did we start wanting to look fatter, you know? Like, I want a mirror that makes me look skinny. Same with my studio. Um, I know I need art. I know I need art. However, that costs money. I don't want to just put up art from, like, Society6. Some people tell me to do it. And it's, like, $20. But it's, like, shitty art. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. And I don't even really like it. Um, <laughs> art's funny to me because, like, some people will put up art that has no meaning to them. Like, my older brother, he'll put up, like, pictures of, like, like kids from Vietnam, like, a family from Vietnam, like, because it looks cool. It's, like, this black and white, like, very artsy photo. I'm, like, you don't even, you don't know this family. <laughs> but then, also, on the si same side of that is, like, people will put up photos of, like, their family. And it's, like, okay, get over freaking your three kids. No one cares that when you walk up the stairs... You see what they were in kindergarten, third grade, fifth grade, seventh grade. It's like, oh, my God, take this journey up the stairs. Shut up. No one wants that journey. Anyhow, so I'm pretty much done buying things for my apartment. But I know I still need some, some things. I also put up, like, a bunch of tape. I only have the puddle sign. That's it. That's all it's going to be. I'm done. Um, I put up a bunch of tape that ripped off a bunch of, of my uh, – so, I don't know, you can see the paint. It kind of looks like a little bit of jizz on my wall because I bought the wrong color paint to cover it up. Whatever. So, the art will go here and cover the jizz wall. All right. Let's get to some stories. Um, I, you know, I started with the Puddles 5, then I went to the Puddles 3, and now it's literally just two stories. If you have a good story, please send me a story. Uh, it could be anything. Uh, shit in your pants, uh, fucking your neighbor, um, fighting your dad, uh, getting kicked out of school. I don't know, stabbing someone, anything, anything fun. 
Uh, I love the stories. Please keep sending them. And I really do appreciate it. Uh, the stories this week, there were some uh, interesting stories. Uh, I <laughs> this, this one really kind of blew my mind. Um, I couldn't really understand, like, what the story... Okay, I'll just read it. So this isn't sexual, so I don't know if you'll think it's good. But my mom was adopted and found her biological family only to find out that she is related to a really famous murder trial from the 60s in which her great aunt fucked her nephew and then convinced him to kill her husband. Okay, can we just stop right there? Um, I don't even know. If I was adopted, would I want to find my other family? It depends how rich they are, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Like, what's in it for me? Uh, also, you know how good, like, if you have like that good a pussy where you can convince someone, your, your nephew to kill your husband, who's also his uncle, like that's some good pussy. Like I've never fucked anyone. And then she goes, Hey, by the way, I want you to kill my brother. And I'll be like, blowjob was pretty good. Let me, uh. <laughs> Let me go get, I got to buy a gun. Like I'd have to go to the gun store. That'd be annoying. I, <laughs> I just love the idea of a guy being like, God, my aunt fucked me so good, man. I got to, I got to kill my uncle. I just got to. <laughs> I mean, the nephew was probably young. Like I get it. He's probably pretty impressionable. The fuck. Okay. So I guess this did become sexual in the weirdest way, but to say the least, I'm now related the incest loving murderers and I'm confused on how to feel. I mean, that is something that you don't expect when you're adopted to go find your family to only find out that there are a bunch of murderers and you're like, uh, well, they're kind of cooler than my other family. Part of me would be like, wow, finally I get to fucking have a cool story. Most stories are like, yeah, my dad's a carpenter. It's like, no dude, now I'm murderers. That's awesome. Uh, And then I wrote her, I go, maybe explains why, how you deal with your relationship. She goes, I've literally seen documentaries about it before on TV. Don't know if I'm more afraid that they'll kill me or have a crush on me. Oh, I think both are hot. I said, I guess that's her in relationships. Great plot to a porno. She said, oh my God. Oh my God. So now the mother though, they didn't, you know, you would think you would find that out and be like, no, I'm over it. Um, but no, she's like best friends with her biological dad now. And before COVID was flying down to see them in Georgia all the time. Strangely, no one brings up the murder trial, <laughs> except for me. I like to bring it up and remind. Them. <laughs> yeah. Like Germans don't bring up the Holocaust all the time. It's not like something to be like, Hey, remember when, um, remember when it's like, Hey, at Thanksgiving dinner, it's like, hey, will you pass the stuffing? Also, <laughs> remember when Johnny killed Dave? <laughs> anyways, uh, anyways, man, it's uh, and her bio dad, her biological dad, talks about his aunt with fond memories. Makes me think she was fucking him too. Oh my god! Next time I see him, I'll ask if his cousin ever said anything about her being good in bed, dude. I mean, it's insanity. Yeah, and apparently the nephew never got uh, convicted. So, yeah. So, that's pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I I don't know if I was adopted. You know, it all depends on how shitty the family that adopted you was. Uh, All right. Hey, old gray balls. I love that women call me gray balls and dry dick. Like, like I've leaned into just having horrible genitalia. Uh, Cause like my hero, Howard Stern, he always talked about having a small dick. And so, you know, I like to lie. Anyways, I was 19 years old at the time. Prime year really owning my booty call title. Oh, honing my booty call title. Oh, this is a girl. Okay, Lee was 5'9", Sandy shaved head. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. That really got me. <laughs> I can't. I didn't. I didn't read that right the first time, dude. I'm not like faking it. <laughs> Sandy shaved head, not Sandy blonde hair. Sandy. <laughs> um, I just pictured a guy with sand on a bald head. <laughs> a, <laughs> anyhow, uh, uh, fuck a buff chode body. He invited me over as a gentleman do to watch a movie. It would be great to invite a girl to like Netflix and chill and then she like goes to fuck you. It's like, no, I'm trying to fucking watch There Will Be Blood Again. Get the fuck away from my dick. I want to watch a movie. Anyways, uh, although I was currently at a party, I thought I could use a little dick pick-me-up. Plus, he gave courtesy of not outright telling me it's a booty call. Instead, he put lipstick on that pig and called it a movie night. So I accepted the invitation. It is funny when girls are like, they're so willing to give up the pussy as long as they don't feel like they're being a whore. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, just all it takes is a little bit, you know? It's like, okay, can you just buy me an appetizer before I fuck you just so I don't feel like I'm just a whore? Anyways, uh, so I whipped my G35 odor over to his parents' pool house and settled in to watch a movie. Nice humble brag about that G35 Infinity. Anyways, not before long, his dick made an appearance and asked me to whisper its sweet nothings. So I did. However, this time he wanted to complete the act in my mouth. I had never done this. I thought, fuck it, how bad could it be? Well, let me tell you, the pressure on that tiny tot hit the left tonsil, which made me rear back like a bucking stallion. I like this girl. She, like, really writes like with like uh, good imagery as I'm bring sprayed by this, as I'm being sprayed by this fire hose, I thought maybe if I put a stiff palm over that, uh, sorry, I thought a stiff palm over that would stop it. Nope. Picture your hand over a garden hose sprays 10 times worse in every direction. Finally, this act is over and I can only see out of one eye, so I gracefully excuse myself to the bathroom. I must have been in there for quite some time because he knocked and asked if I was okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Not like I had many options, but to accept my new appearance. So I walked out with one eye bloodshot. That's new ethnicity was Asian, a half-washed face, and my hair had something about a Mary Beetlejuice vibe. How much cum? Did this guy shoot? I mean, this, I've never shot that much cum where it would affect all parts of your face. I tried to still pull off cute, so I giggled and just said that was fun, but gotta go. <laughs> There's something so funny about just like not, not, like not acknowledging the fact that you look like a fucking disaster. You're just like, oh, cum in my hair. <laughs> I'll stop it. Look what you did. <laughs> I tried to stiff pull. Okay, that was the last time we hooked up. I now have two kids and I've only had dick venom shot into my pretty kitty cat. No way will I ever enter that hell again. Wow. Uh, your husband, I, I mean, that guy kind of ruined it for your husband. Um... I guess it shows, ladies, that you can get married and never swallow cum, which is pretty cool, right? That's a win. That's a good takeaway from that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I always feel bad whenever a girl is blowing me, and uh, I always give them like a courtesy. Like people make fun of me that I give a courtesy tap. I'm like, hey, here comes the cum. Like, I don't know. But then apparently girls can feel when your dick throbs. You got that throbbing dick that's telling them that uh, here comes the cum. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I always try to give them a heads up. I just feel like that's appropriate. Because um, I'm a gentleman. What I'm trying to say is I'm a very good man. 
anyhow, those are great stories. Keep the stories coming. Uh, <laughs> Sandy shaved head. Oh, fuck me. Um, all right. New interview. Raina Greenberg. Girls Gotta Eat. Starts now. Also, doesn't start right now. Sign up to my Patreon. Go to patreon.com. Puddles with Andrew Collin. Um, yeah. For five bucks, you get a shit ton of more content. And I think it's really funny stuff. So go to patreon.com. Puddles with Andrew Collin. And uh, now the podcast starts with Raina Greenberg from Girls Gotta Eat. Starts now. Double fire. Later. Yo, so this is an ad, uh, not for anyone else except for your boy Puddle Boy. Uh, go to my website, uh, andrewcollincomedy.com, and go to shop, and you'll see all my new merch. I have so much great Puddle stuff. Um, it really is, like, crazy how much cool shit there is. So uh, go check out andrewcollincomedy.com and go uh, go shop. Buy yourself a gift. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks. Hey, welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin. I'm Andrew Collin. I am joined. You already see her. She's very close to me. This is not if you, social distancing. It's six inches, right? It's not like my face well, over here. How big do you think six inches is? I've seen a lot of six inches, so I can tell you, I can tell you how deep six inches is from like the entrance of my body. That's typically how I like to measure it. Is that how you measure everything in your room? Yeah, like the hoagie I just ate, (laughs) that would reach my rib cage. That was more of like a 12 incher. (laughs) Raina Greenberg from Girls Gotta Eat. Hi guys. I remember my buddy hooked up with this girl and I was in the room. It's a long story, a lot of partying. Is this uh, when you were having your, your orgy where you went to the bathroom and had to finish yourself? No, it wasn't that. Um, everyone knows that story. When I came alone, they're in an, uh, an orgasm. They're in an orgasm. They're in a fivesome. But, uh, At least no- you came. I feel like I would like, have so much pressure to like finish. If five people were in the room, like I don't know that I could ever get off. Good for no. other people that have that type of like focus, but I don't think I could do it. My, do you, have you, was that your stomach? No. I thought I heard was there none of them? My buddy, my buddy. <laughs> I think I just hit the mic by accident. My buddy, my, my buddy, uh, was hooking up with this girl, and I, and I've never heard these words before. But after he got, he was fucking her, and he got, she goes, "Ooh, I can feel you in my stomach." See, I, I feel like it's interesting, like the type of dirty talk that turns certain people on, because like I like things that other girls would never want to hear, and that is that would really turn me off. Yeah, that really gross. Anything I don't want to hear about an organ other than your pussy. Right, is a pussy an organ? Whatever. It's an. Uh, I just don't want to hear about your guts while oh. we're fucking. Someone said hit the skins the other day. Hey, what does that mean? Like your skins of your lips of your pussy. Oh, God. Listen, whatever gets people off gets people off. I like to be called a dirty slut in bed. Some women would be like, absolutely not. So far out the door if a man said that to them. I mean, imagine if you go, he hit my skins and then I felt them in my guts. Ew. Also, <laughs> why do you do a country accent when you do that? I don't know. <laughs> it's more like backwoods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you lick my bulls. You fucking felt me in my skins. And I, I like how different dirty talk is like a different burrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, it's just... We're in Bay Ridge if we're talking about skins. Well, I guess it just like, it depends on the... What is it about, like, why are some girls so girly and other girls, like, give up on the act? It almost feels like, like, some girls are like, like, <laughs> like everything is like, oh, can you get that from the shelf? <laughs> like... When does that start, you think? And is it just a character trait? I think that, you know, it's nurture versus nature. I think that um, a lot of people are just, that's just the way you're raised. Like, are you helpless? Did your parents love you? So like, okay, I'll, I'll explain like the difference between me and my brother. Like my mom really loves my brother. She really like takes care of him. She like does his laundry and she shops for him. She moved him to Chicago. She got an apartment for him. She got the furniture for him. Like she really loves him and it hobbled him in a way because he couldn't do anything on his own for so long. Whereas me, like my mom doesn't really love me. So I learned <laughs> to do everything. 
You would think with how tall you are. That people would feel bad for me? Yeah, that they would have cradled you until you were <laughs> off to college. I could just see your dad carrying you and still changing your diaper because you're four feet. Just like... My dad does love me. <laughs> I will say we have the kind of family, I don't know if you do, but like I call my parents before every major decision. Like I'm in my 30s. Like I would always call them before I like rented an apartment, changed jobs. I should have. I, st- I still don't. And you know what it is? Because I don't want to hear their answer. That it's a bad idea. Yeah. You just know that it's a bad idea. They're like, so how much money do you have in your bank? How much are you going to pay for this East Village apartment? Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to be homeless in four months. (laughs) I'm like, well, fuck you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I put you in a cheap ass nursing home, dad. (laughs) He's like, actually, it'll be nicer than your apartment. Uh Yeah. yeah, I, it is funny. Like when, yeah, if you get caught, I was definitely coddled, man. Like my, we had a uh, a housekeeper my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no wonder why my rooms were always discussed until now. And you're the youngest? I'm the middle. In the middle. So we no had, one even cared about you at all. Well, we, no one, well, yeah. Except for your housekeeper. Well, they were, the housekeeper cared about me. Jeffy, I had this, a this black, no, a black, a black wo- man. A black woman named Jeffy. <laughs> I had, um, her name was Angie. Was she black? Yeah. Awesome. And like, it really like, actually like, I know whatever, ooh, the help, whatever, but like, it really did connect me with like an African American at an early age to show love and not color, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember driving at like 12 on her lap. She'd let me drive her truck. <laughs> and then she would teach me how to sing. And like, <laughs> like from the chest, she's like, you got to sing from the chest. And I would be like, oh, do, re, mi, fa, sol. <laughs> Obviously, she didn't teach Jeffy me. Jeffy taught you how to sing and how to drive a car. That's what you got from her. Yeah. <laughs> and she taught me how to make mac and cheese. She taught me how to make a lot of food. But I, I still make her mac and cheese from when I was little. And she picked us, she picked us up from after school. My parents got divorced when I was four. Um, yeah. So, and my parents both Do you remember that? Um, when you Yeah, four? I remember the conversation when they were like, listen, we just want to let you know this is your fault. <laughs> Our lives used to be good before we had you. Wait, how old your brother? Um, how old no, your brother? Um, uh, my brother had really just been born. Like he was like pretty. So it's young. his fault. I would put yeah, it on yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like the break up the marriage baby. Um, he had just been born. <laughs> I was like four or five, and um, no, I actually do remember the conversation. Where I, I, I have a really bad memory. Like my mom gets really upset, and I'm like, it's not personal. I'm trying to not remember stuff. And I'm like, we did all these nice things for you. I'm like, I don't. I didn't like make a conscious effort to forget. Um, but I do actually remember the conversation when I was like four years old in my bedroom with my parents telling me like, we both really love you. We're just not going to be together anymore. I like vividly remember it. What do you think that is about when your mom's like, you don't remember the good things? Cause I've had that with me too. Like mm-hmm. with my parents, they're like, oh, I went, I was here. I was here for you. I was this. And like, I don't remember one time where as a family, we were just like, <laughs> oh my God, mom. Yeah. I tell what, like, you- when do you, when did you start recording memories? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess when I'm, my earliest memories, maybe five or six. Okay. Oh, that's pretty young. You said you remembered a divorce at four. Yeah, but I like really don't remember a lot of stuff other than that. Like I don't yeah. remember a lot of like family vacation, bits and pieces, but um, your memory is controlled by your hippocampus, which is this like little tube on the side of your brain. And some people have a stronger, <laughs> bigger one than others. And like, also that's why when you like blackout drunk, like you don't remember things, the alcohol has flooded your hippocampus. And- uh, your hippopotamus? Yep, it's a hard word to say. Um, and your, your brain is literally not recording memories. That's why you black out. Well, why, do you think kids of divorce because of like dealing with PTSD, like block out these memories? Yeah, you, bla- you do like blackout trauma. So, like, there's some people that, like, will remember 20 years later. This is so dark. But, like, 20 years later, they were, like, assaulted. And they, like, yeah. blacked it out. Um, so, a lot of things can affect the hippocampus. I'm also – I'm a brain surgeon. Um, yeah, I, I knew that about you. Yeah, thank you. You always, like, play it down. Oh, brain surgeon. like am You know, because I do, like, a sex podcast. I don't want people to be like, oh, my God, she's so accomplished. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear that. No – you know, you – a brain surgeon, you just never know it. Right. <laughs> no, I, I feel like brain surgeons, people. like – they love saying they work with the brain. Like, I remember I asked yeah. people, I forget, like, uh, oh, I asked them for, like, if they want to be on the podcast. And they're like, I'm a neurologist. I work with the brain. Like, they love telling Are you, you. You're out here just emailing a bunch of neurologists. Who are you emailing? <laughs> I don't know. Urologist, neurologist, any ologist. Okay, you're just hitting up, like, all of, like, NYU med. Oh, that's pretty hot. Yeah. 
actually because they're in med school and they're tired all day and they need that relief dick. I met a doctor <laughs> once on a plane that was so hot. He didn't want to date me. He was like this Indian guy, lives in New York City. Um, actually, I have a question for you. Um, I got I met an him, answer. So I met him on a plane. He was very, very hot. Um, Explain the plane situation. Were you sitting in the middle? You just sat next to each other? I was in the window seat. He was in the middle seat. It was like this. I looked at him. At, you like, I try to not make eye contact on planes because I'm like, I don't talk to you. But I like sort of looked at my last and I was like, holy shit, this dude's hot. Um, really? I get so mad right now because I've Why? never sat next to one person that I would date on a plane. Ever. And I've been on thousands, like well, so many The longer many the flight, the lower your standards get. You know, like I was going to Mexico City. It's kind of like a long flight. And you're in vacation mode. I guess vacation mm -hmm. mode is a different kind of dick mode. Yeah. Also, if you're flying from New York City to Mexico City, you know this is a person that's like a little adventurous. They take the same kind of trips as you. We were actually randomly staying at the same hotel. Um, okay, so go ahead. So you sit next to this guy. We just talked the whole trip. I mean, it didn't... Um, you were actually there for part of this. I don't even know if you remember this. So I met him right before our holiday show for a girl's to be a holiday show in 2019. So it was in December and I got food poisoning. It looked amazing. Um, so the show, which you were a part of, he came to the second show. So the scenario in which he came to the show. So on the plane, I met him and his hot friend. And I was talking about all these live shows that we do. And he was like, I'd love to come. And I was like, I'd love to have you. But, you know, we sold out both nights in 24 hours because we're very popular. Because you're a brain surgeon. Because I'm a brain surgeon and I have a sex podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you've got to have the double threat. Double up. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I didn't have tickets for him. But then we got back and a couple of our, a couple of people that were supposed to come like couldn't come in town or something. So I texted him and I was like, hey, you can come to the show. Bring your friend. He's like another hot single guy. I thought it'd be great for Ashley. So he sh he's like, okay. He's going to bring his friend. About an hour before the show, I'm in the dress room. You're there. And Nikki Glazer's there. All these people are there. And he texts me and says, my friend couldn't come, but I'm going to bring somebody else with me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, come down to the dress room. When you get here, I want to see you. He comes down with a date to my show, like a pretty girl. He doesn't say it's a date, but I'm just, I have to assume it's a date. I mean, how does he not be aware of this? I don't know. But I, like, got on stage, and I'm like, this is like never happening. It's the biggest show we've ever done. It's like 550 seats. My mom's there. I'm like, oh my God. Gramercy do I, Theater. Do yeah. I address this at all? And so I was just like, guys, like, you know, the guy that I talked about on the plane and everyone's cheering. I was like, he's here. And everyone's cheering. I was like, and he brought a date. <laughs> so our first date's going great. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm on stage in a gown in front of my mom. It was very funny. Uh, but they were very good sports about it. But here's but, the thing: you did you give him an opening when you were going to Mexico City? Would he have? Why would he have thought that? Okay, this girl wants me romantically. I mean, I know you invite him to a show, but that could be a general thing. You're totally right. Um, so there isn't anything that would lead him to think that. I mean, <laughs> other than the fact that like he's hot and I'm hot, and like we should just mash bodies together. Yeah, mush it up. Let him touch my guts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With okay, the, but my question, the skin. <laughs> my question is totally separate from him. That I I, I have a question for you about because you don't really drink. Yeah. He doesn't drink. Yeah. He doesn't drink for religious reasons. Um, I'm curious if you, like, how you feel about dating people that drink. Have we talked about this a lot on the podcast? No, not really, because I, I honestly don't see it as that big of a deal unless the drinking's out of control. I mean, I, if I ruled off people that didn't drink, <laughs> I mean, there's so many amazing people that like to have a glass of wine, mm -hmm. just not nine shots of you know, Goldschlager or Goldschlager. Goldschlager. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this on the podcast too, but it's not, you didn't quit drinking because you had an alcohol addiction. You quit drinking because of other reasons. Yeah, I think there's addiction in there. I mean, my mother was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, alcoholism is in my family. I, I, I would say that I have alcoholic tendencies. I don't know. I would be more of a bender guy. But okay. yeah, I mean, I think it's all relative, right? Like, I think when you drink and you don't like, have a pro like you're you know you're selling your cum for uh you know yeah, a, a you didn't hit, like, tonic. A, you didn't hit a rock bottom i hit a lot of close to bottoms you did okay i would say so um i know it exacerbates like your anxiety it makes you like i mean obviously if you're like a comic it's just harder to write because you're not clear yeah um, but dating but dating it's like first dates right it's like hey you want to get a drink and then it's like okay now i gotta bring up but I, i've gotten to the point where it's like hey i don't drink uh, like right up top, like it's just not a big deal. And if the person thinks it's a big deal, that's on them. Like I, I can't, so, but if the drinking then turns into anger, into jealousy, okay. into throwing up on my dick, which is a turn on. Wait, this is a good point. Okay, if it turns into anger and jealousy instead of that. Yeah, okay, that's I don't blame alcohol. Like I don't, yeah, I don't see like, 
it doesn't and it doesn't trigger me like it's not like it depends though like some people couldn't handle it because if you're drinking a glass of wine before bed then it's like well, i want a glass of wine and then you're thinking about the glass of wine then that's a problem but other than that just like own it like i think the problem is when people like don't drink and then they go uh they'll drink like a you know uh they'll like try to hide it you know because they're ashamed mm-hmm. you know because they don't want to be judged either like like if you were dating someone because you do drink, like, that doesn't drink, how would you think about them, especially if they did have a problem? Like, that's, you know, so. I I never say never for, like, most things. Like, is it ideal the for me? Song? Like, it's not ideal for me to, like, date somebody that's sober. It's not ideal for me to, to date somebody who, like, has kids, for example. But, like, I never say never because I think that, like, love is so rare and, like, it's so rare to connect with a person that's, like, funny and cool and smart. And so, like, I think we make concessions for people that we really, really like. And you and I were talking about like dating apps versus in person. Am I swiping on somebody that says that they're sober? Maybe not. And that's just because I do like to go out and I like to drink. And I, I'm not like, I mean, you hang out with me all the time. I'm not getting like blacked out, falling down drunk. And I don't have like anger and jealousy. I'm like a normal drinker. I think for me, it would depend also why the person doesn't drink. I think if somebody um, didn't drink for super religious reasons, which is like this guy, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't date the person and they wouldn't date me because I'm also not religious. So like for me, like you're not drinking because you adhere to these religious values and I'm not, I'm, I'm an atheist. So yeah. I don't think that person would want to you're date You're atheist, atheist or agnostic? I feel like agnostic and atheist are like the same thing. Except you've like doubled down harder in atheist. That's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah. Um. So I grew up, um, moderately Jewish so we're like conservatively Jewish I went to Jewish private school like K through eight um we like prayed in the morning we celebrated the high holidays and it, but like Judaism in my home was so much more about like family dinners getting together with people like we should buy dinner on Friday nights we didn't like do a lot we just like lit the candles and my mom like made dinner for me and my, my friends and my family now today religion is like no place in my life I don't like I don't it makes me uncomfortable I don't like it I think that personally there's a lot of like I feel there's a lot of really bad things done in the name of religion and a lot of like persecution of women and children and people's rights and things like that. But um, that doesn't mean all religion's bad. It's just for me, it has no place in my life. So if I met somebody that was super religious, any religion, I probably wouldn't date them and they wouldn't date me. Unless they would drink. Yeah. (laughs) And be a good dancer. And if they hit it right. Yeah. And they hit it right. It hit the guts through the skins. (laughs) Um, It is interesting. Like, you say that with like, if it was in the profile, like when I'm on a dating app and a girl, some girls literally four out of five of their photos will be with a beverage, right? Like it'll be like, Ooh, yes, like their profile, okay. uh-huh. they'll be holding a martini and they're like, Cabo. Okay. And the next picture's Tulum. Uh-huh. And then the next picture's Panama City. And then, the, I mean, this girl should go to totally. cooler places, but like Monaco. Uh, <laughs> now we're in Monaco. Monaco's pretty expensive and hard to get to. That's what I'm saying. Like she stepped up <laughs> her game. Casino. And she put that on the fifth picture, which she should have led with that. Depends on how trashy you are. How that's classy. That's a good point. But I'm saying though, it's like you're leading with like alcohol and stuff. It's like how much of your personality, it just makes me think like, I could never date that person because they're going to want to go out four nights a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's different with COVID and stuff, but it's like, they'd want to be out till three in the morning. It'd be like, let's go to another bar. Yeah. And I just don't need that energy in my life. So it's like that eliminates. So like, and maybe that's not their personality. Maybe they're just like, well, this is where I look the cutest. And I want to show a guy that I'm fun mm-hmm. and like, and flirty. Yeah. But yeah. fun and flirty can be like on a hike with a bottle of water. I don't know. I'm just saying like, you know, you don't have to, like, prove to a guy that you're fun. Okay, two things about what you said. First of all, I understand why a lot of people have drinking photos because typically you're taking photos of yourself when you're out, right? Like, yeah. a lot of your photos are going to come from that. Not everybody's, like, an Instagram influencer that has 3,000 photos of them by themselves just, like, hanging out <laughs> like I do. Um, Narcissist. <laughs> so I do think that, like, typically people have other people take photos of them when they're partying, when they're on vacation, when they're drinking. But I'm... Um, because like we've done a bunch of episodes on the podcast about dating and the type of photos that you should use. Almost every article or survey about dating says basically what you said, which is that it deters men from wanting to date you. It gives them the wrong idea and you shouldn't have more than one photo with a drink in your hand. Wow. So I'm on to something. 100% on to that. Like the way that you feel is like the norm for how most people feel. Yeah. And I would feel the same thing sort of like if I saw a guy, he was like, 
shirtless in Vegas with a bunch of dudes in every photo. <laughs> and then they're in like Mykonos together. I'd be like, this isn't my type of person. And you're right. It might be sending the wrong message because what that person's sending is that what they think they're sending is I'm cool and fun and I like to do stuff. But like it does send the wrong message. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, well, what was the second point? You said you had two points or was that? The, that I understand why people have only those photos. Cause like that's yeah. when people are taking photos. Of you. Yeah, that's true. I, I, it is funny when the guys are like, with the guys' profiles, I've seen guy profiles, and it's like, um, it depends on the site, too. Like, Raya, you're talking uh, possibly on a private jet, possibly on a yacht with a fish, um, uh, some kind of, like, maybe with their mom or a dog to show that they care and that they're, like, soft. And I don't I get the <laughs> a lot of the things that I get written is like you don't smile like I don't I feel like you live in New York for five years you just stop you smiling, stop smiling it's your sad so bad. I don't know what it is I smile, like, day. I smile all day every day well okay, some of us don't you. have uh, teeth that were paid for look at these little guys <laughs> worth every penny what, what <laughs> am I gonna get I gotta get chompers I'll introduce you to my dentist You've probably met her. Actually, you met her too. She was, she was in the <laughs> green room. Deal? She was in the green room with us at uh, Town Hall over the holidays. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, um, my photos all have food in them. I like was realizing this the other day on Hitch. Like eight photos and seven of them I'm eating. It's not me. I have a chicken wing and a Yankees yeah, game in yeah. my mouth. Um, one of them is from this Hotels.com photo shoot that we did where um, the entire bed is covered with bread just different bread products. It's like me with a pizza. It's, they're all food-based photos. So what does that say about me? Well, it says that you get the best lighting when you do uh, pictures to promote things. That's true. All right, so you can go through my dating apps later. Yeah, no, I- I, I use them, but you know, they're out there. And I've been like, I've been matching with women that, and I know this is going to sound like shit, but like I've been matching with women that like I'm not attracted to sexually, but then I'm like, am I at that point where it's like, you got to stop thinking you deserve an attractive person like as attractive well, you as you sh- think you should have never thought that i know but you know i never asked my parents <laughs> before i did it um Listen, we all think that we are hotter than we are like we all look in the mirror and think that we're hotter than we are everybody suffers from that on earth okay i think that i'm like a, a 10 but but why aren't you a 10 why am i not a 10 i i, I am a 10 um I don't know. I got to get a picture with a dog. That's what I mean. Anyways, but, but yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to like shit on dating apps. Like, I mean, I think that they're useful, but like the, the people that like I would talk to in public in person are not the same people I'm like swiping on necessarily. Like, I think I have this idea in my mind of what I want somebody to look like, but like the people I've met in person that have, I've just walked up to in a bar have been like perfectly good looking. I just might not have swiped on them. Like I've even gone as far as to look at the dating app profile photos of somebody that I've met that I like. And been like, oh, I wouldn't have swiped on this. Yeah, interesting. Um, like, I met a guy a couple weeks ago. Actually, let me ask you about this. Okay. Also, would that guy talk to you if you rolled up to him and you had 15 loaves of bread in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> I would talk to anybody that had 15 loaves of bread I would in their be like, hand. yo, that girl's fucking weird, dude. Look at her, Mr. Breadhead over there. Um, All right. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I met this guy, really liked him, great time, really, really fun, smart, interesting, cool, all the things, whatever. His Instagram persona is so off-putting. I yeah. hate the videos he does. I don't think they're funny. I like, I re- he posts like too much. I, I don't like, and then he's always like reposting the stuff that he posts on his Instagram account on his um, Instagram story. Mm. I, so for me, there's like this weird disconnect between like somebody's social media presence and them as a person. Yeah. Cause if I, if somebody said to me, would you date this person based on the profile? I would be like, I wouldn't even be friends with this person. Yeah, it is an interesting thing. Like, can you separate the public image first, the private person? Um, and is that image, like, them on steroids? Like, is that who they really are? Or is that who they want the, to be? Or not want to be, but who they think the public wants them to be. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I, go, I think I've been told before by, like, not with females, but some males are like, oh, I thought you wouldn't be as cool as you are. I thought you were just like a female friend or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you like sports? So you can oh, dribble you, a basketball. Okay, you and have a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, I have a lot of girlfriends. And my, and my content, because I have like 70% female fans, mm-hmm. probably because you mostly listen to your podcast. Me, yeah, you're yeah, only you. Um, <laughs> they, I tend to produce content that would probably be for pander the, to women pander to women totally 
Now, maybe this guy has more male followers. Mm -hmm. So then he ends up doing some like male chauvinistic like thing or a misogynist or like, or it's like something that's like maybe not funny. It's more cringy, but maybe guys like it because it's edgy. Mm -hmm. But you don't like it because it comes off as like not sincere of who he really is because you really know him. Or it's like who they think they want to be. Like, I'm, well, yeah, that's another thing. Then that's a problem. That's weird to me. Like, I feel like Instagram is our own personal magazine, and we're building it to show people like who we are. And like, I, I think that like you could look at me on Instagram and meet me in person, and that is the same person. But like some people, like you see their stuff, and I'm like, there's a weird disconnect between like what's going on here. And like, I just if I just went to that, so like that's another thing. Like when people like link their Instagram profiles through yeah. a dating app, I'm like, do I even want to look at this? Well, it's interesting because it's like you get to see if they if the Instagram's linked, mm -hmm. you can see the photos they chose that was from Instagram for their dating profile and the photos they didn't choose. And then you're like, oh, this is either what they really look like, which uh -huh. isn't nearly as good as what these five perfect photos suggest. Oh, yeah. Or it's like, oh, I kind of like this Instagram person that's like more laid back and not trying to look as artsy mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, so I don't know. I, that's another thing that turns me off is when a, a girl tries to be too artsy, like too like you'll just see a picture of like a can of tuna fish or whatever. Like, I don't know, like like or like, you know, like, like or a raindrop. And it's like, who are you? Just show like you with your family smiling. Like we all want to be like these cool versions of ourselves. But like there's nothing like hotter than like a wholesome photo of you at a football game. just like. Being a person. Just being a person. I'm, some people would find that attractive. Like, I think that, like, you and I are attracted to different types of people than that. Like, maybe if you're, like, this very, like, angsty, artistic person, you'd be like, that is a sick can of tuna, man. <laughs> yeah, like, raindrop. I get it. Like, the tuna represents the sea, and the sea represents my soul, and my soul represents the struggle that climate change will never stop unless we vote someone else in, and I'll eat your ass because I feel like we have the same ideas. Oh, so you dated her. Yeah, she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good tuna, too. We ended up eating it. It was, like, delicious. I love tuna. <laughs> I I'll tuna. fuck with canned tuna all day. Okay, it wasn't tuna. It was, like, a flower that you've never seen. I know what you mean, though. I just, I, I feel like, unless somebody is using Instagram for, like, artistic purposes, like they're a comedian and they're posting their jokes, I'm not really trying to date a dude that's, like, posting a million times on Instagram, which isn't super fair because I post on Instagram, but... I think I'm at like, a, I mean, you post a lot. I'm at like a once every nine days Whoa. post. Yeah. I'm, I post stories a lot. I'm almost once a day. I don't post enough stories. I need to get it out into stories. Uh -huh. It's just getting it out. It's not even like about like my likes. Any, I just want to, I, I got to get something out today. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know why I do it. It's just, uh, it's an addiction for sure. I've like deleted Twitter. I've deleted Facebook. I've deleted like not completely, but like deleted the apps, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't go on them. Like every once in a while, I'll redownload Twitter and then I'll delete it two days later. I but have to, I have to be on Twitter because I need to know what Donald Trump is up to. But um, Ugh, I, I think for people, like if I could actually, I, I think what you're doing is right. If I could give people like professional advice, like I think if you're trying to be like a public figure like you or like a comedian and like build a fan base, I think that like it's really cool to let people into your life because like, you, people will decide like pretty quickly whether they like you or they hate you and the more that they see if you're not saying post like 15 story slides a day like I do um but like the more people can feel like oh I understand this person I connect to this thing with this person this is they think this is funny me too like I'm always amazed by the things that people like share like last night it was last night I um I put these plastic wine glasses in the in the dishwasher and they melted and but like <laughs> just the top of it warped and it warped yeah. into like a spout and I decided to keep them. So I did this Instagram story of me drinking from like the warped glass yeah, spout. Yeah. Hundreds of people shared it with each yeah. other. And I think so many people are like, that's funny. That happened to me. I did that thing. Like I relate to her. And I think other people will watch that and be like, everything this girl thinks is so fucking stupid. I don't care. And then they unfollow me. And so I think that you, you like build a really good fan base by like letting people into your life. And then they feel really like they know you. Mm -hmm. And then they stick with you. Like I feel like one of the things I'm really proud of with the podcast that Ashley and I do is that people like really feel like they know us for sure which is a double-edged sword because then they think that they should give you their opinion all the time about everything that you're doing but yeah because it's like if you have an opinion I have an opinion right. and that and I you know it you say that it's interesting because like I you know I got this new apartment mm -hmm. and I live alone for the first time in like 10 years and uh 
people loved me like I had a small, little ass TV and then I got the bigger TV. You know, I, I got plants. Like I never realized like how, and especially women are so invested in like a glow up for an apartment. They fucking love it. Especially if you're dating a guy who fucking, right. He has the, he has one towel and it's dirty half the time and has stains. Right. He, he doesn't, he like his mattress is like on the floor or whatever. Like, Girls love me like, and then I got him a box spring, and then I bought him hand towels, uh-huh. and now they like fucking, to blow you up. Yeah, they want, they love it because I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe because they like, they like doing it for the guy because then they could go, I did this for you, I made you better. It, now you're more connected to me. Now you embarrass me less. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is it like? What is it about like a girl wanting a project? Like you always hear that. I want a project. He was a project, and they love like. You hear me. Yeah, like okay, over thirty, maybe not. Um, I I do want to say about your apartment first. By the way, it looks really good. Have you talked about it on the podcast? Not a lot. Okay, yeah. it looks great, and I think that people are obsessed with it, like apartment content. So we like, keep posting that. Like, you should Instagram your plants and just be like, "What plants should I get?" People go crazy. But um, this idea of a project, I I think I was more open to people that were a project when I was in my early twenties. People that I thought I had to like help. I don't find it attractive when I meet a man. So like, I'm dating men that are like. 35. Yeah. I would, I don't find it attractive. Like I don't, I don't want to teach you how to do stuff. I like, I want to show up to a fully formed human being. Yeah. Um, and little, little man projects and like little man things are different. The fact that like men just have like dirty towels all the time or like you only eat off of paper plates. Like that's just like a single man thing. That's not a project to me. If I like buy you dishes, that's not a project. I don't want an emotional project. I don't want to show up to somebody that I like really have to coach. Yeah. And, that is different, by the way, than somebody that like is in a totally different industry than you and can help you professionally, can teach you things, can teach you to be like a better person. Not that I like ever want to be talking about a person. Like I'm at peak better. Yeah, per- yeah, you're the best. Yeah. No, no, no. I just don't want to be a better person. Like I just am at where I want to be. Um, <laughs> so like I dated this guy who I was actually engaged to. <laughs> we were more than dating. Uh, we were together for like three and a half years. Yeah. He just needed emotional support with everything he just like was always in some terrible emotional distress couldn't figure out what he wanted to be when he grew up i had to write his resume i wrote cover letters for him yeah i had to do so much for him he was young though like i was young we were like 23 when we met yeah so i guess at that age i don't mind doing that with somebody because it's like yeah i needed help too i was i was also a project but are you doing it out of selflessness or out of like okay if i do these things for he's gonna love me more or a little bit of both, bro. No, I, I'm, I'm doing not because they'll love me more. I'm doing it because I love that person and I want their life to be good. Yeah. And I want them to be happy. And I think that, like, somebody that's happy is a better partner. So, like, this guy, for example, like, couldn't ever figure out what he wanted to do when he grew up. And he just had, like, a new job and a new pipe dream every four minutes. And, like, I thought every new pipe dream would make him really happy. So I wanted to do whatever I could to help him achieve those goals because I loved him. But, like, you can't ever make people be a certain way like he just resented me for it and hated me for trying to like make him be a certain way and yeah he left me anyways you know well you can change someone before they want to be changed yeah uh you know i feel like this apartment like is kind of like a um like it epitomizes like where i'm at with my brain and like like i went and got therapy i, I got on uh zoloft i i've been working out i've you know, in my career, I feel pretty like solid, like comedy wise and, and, uh, financially I'm doing okay. Even though COVID really hit me in my dick. So like all these things, like, yeah, I do feel like I am ready for like someone to love me more than I was five years ago, which does feel like pretty cool. That makes me so, I love you so much. I do. I just, I want you, I think that you're just like a really good person. You have a lot of love to give. And I think that like you deserve that. And it's like pretty fucking impressive to live by yourself in the East Village. Yeah. You hear that? I live right next to really expensive buildings. No, but like, I do think that, but then also though, like I'll say like, I have like still like a dark side in the sense of like, if I, if I'm horny, I'll be like, Hey, come on over. And the girl's like, I don't want to just come over and fuck you. I want to get dinner and I want to be treated like wine and dine. I was like, but we already had sex. Like, let's just keep having, isn't it fun? Like you asked me to come over. I was there within five minutes. Like I, I think there's like something. I did it for you. I showed up for you. <laughs> yeah. I was a, I was a prostitute for you. I think everybody has different boundaries, and different ways they want to feel respected. Quote unquote. Like, 
not everybody is looking for somebody to wine and dine them and, and other people feel like you have been inside of their body. They've like given you that. And like, now you owe them a, a lobster level yeah. of um, serving turf. Yes. <laughs> skins and skins and guts. You know, other people just want to feel like you're not just in it for the sex. And I feel like there is something really fun about like a late night fuck, especially if we've already fucked. It's like, oh, we've already done this. We don't need to do the dance, but like, other people don't want that and that's they're welcome to not want that okay but if the relationship was built off of just like hey text me well fuck mm -hmm. text me i'll fuck like this is great it's so fun you seem really chill and then and then it's like hey come over it's like yeah well i'm not a piece of meat and like i'm not or not a piece of meat. it's not it was actually a very like uh like respectful like hey i just want to let you know i'm not in it for just fucking and like, and then it's like, I'd rather meet up, you know, outside of the bedroom. And I'm like, I get that. And I, but it's like, it's interesting. Like when it, it, it starts one way and then it's like, oh, well now I want to be, uh, not, I want, you know, because, and maybe it would have got the problem I have with that is like organically, if we kept fucking and like having a great time in the bedroom, I would eventually Take stumble outside. Yeah. You would have got the lobster potentially. Uh -huh. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're only getting my little shrimp dick instead mm -hmm. of a big plate of lobster. Okay. But once you go, hey, I want to be wine and dine, then it, the, the, the gauntlet's like there. You know what I mean? Then you're, I mean you're, then you're telling a man what to do and men are like, you can't do that to men. I, okay, so I want to give some advice to you and to this girl. I think that you should have sex with somebody anytime you want. I think that you're perfectly, um, we're all adults. I think if you're on a date and you're vibing and you're feeling it, then fuck. If that's what you want to do and you, that makes you feel good about yourself and, and like that's how you want to end the night with somebody, that's like a great thing. If you're horny and they're horny, like do it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting because I think that like I've certainly been in situations where like I've done exactly that. We've gone out, we've had fun, we've had drinks, we've fucked. And then the person's like, oh, she fucked me the first night. Like, let me just keep fucking her. And then when you try to like lay this gauntlet down of like, but I want to go to a bar first and I want you to spend some money on me first. And I want to be treated like a human being before we do that. <laughs> it's hard to backtrack from it. it. I would never say never. Like, you know, there are exceptions to the rule, but like it is hard to be like, well, I want these things now that I didn't ask for before and I don't want to be treated like this. Mm -hmm. You can draw a boundary any fucking day you want. You are allowed to wake up two for years sure. in a relationship, draw a boundary, like do whatever you want. But I think that if you're the kind of person, I think you should ask yourself what you want as a female and say like, what am I looking for? And if what you're looking for is to be taken out and treated a certain way, then I don't know, maybe wait until the second, third, fourth date. Like I have a, a good friend who just blows through women like crazy. Um, really good looking guy goes on a lot of days with girls mm -hmm. he fucks them on the first date never talks to them again all the times so i think he like loses interest which is his own issues but he's dating this girl right now and he's like she's not having sex with me and she's like really doing a good job at it and he's like so intrigued by this girl that like won't yeah. give it up and i don't think i always say like i don't think that you should weaponize sex or use it as a tool because i think that you can wait until the fifth date to have sex with somebody and they could never talk to you again it's not going to make somebody date you but i think that that's a great point that you just said thank you you but can wait and not get the result you want, and then it's going to hurt you way more. Or you can fuck somebody on the first date and turn into a long-term relationship. The last, yes. The last three serious relationships I was in, <laughs> I fucked them on the first date. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely not saying it can't happen, but, like, it also depends on, like, you know this person. Like, the most serious relationship I had, we fucked on our first date, but I'd known him for months. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't, like, a stranger in his life. I think he had more reason to be, like, I like this person. I'm sleeping with them. I know that, like, sleeping with them comes with shackles. Yeah, yeah, which you are into. Um, I'm into everything. Yeah, if um, you have a gun, she'll fuck you. Just don't load it, okay? <laughs> don't load, yeah, don't load. I gotta see the chamber first. <laughs> yeah, <she's> gonna... <laughs> it's but, like he takes the, takes the whatever out, and it's like, okay, I know you got one more bullet in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll fuck you with the gun to my head, but can yep. you just take the, I, I know it's in the chamber. Yeah. Like, can you, can you just... I'm just, okay, so to back up what you said, like, I understand women being like, wait, I want to be treated well, but it's like, you put yourself in this, you, but I'm not, this but position. you're not being treated bad. No, you're not. Like, just fucking. Like, but I think that's the problem. And it's like, bad and, is not, is the wrong thing to call it. Well, like, you said good. I think it's just not the way that you want to be treated. If you yeah. know you don't want to be treated like that, I think it's never too late to say this is the boundary, but I'm not saying like play games with men, but I am saying play the game. So like, if you want to be treated a certain way, I'm not saying withhold sex as a game, but like 
play the game. If you really yeah. want to be treated a certain way, then, then yes, withhold sex for a date or two. Let the person get to know you. Let them see if they actually want to sit through another meal with you or hang out with you again. But Trick it, them into liking you. It annoys me, though, that guy is like, I'm into her now that she doesn't want to fuck me. Because it, it ends up being about him. It's not about her at that point. It's a conquer thing for him. It's a, it's a blow to his ego that she's not fucking him right away. So now he's more intrigued with her because she's holding back the pussy. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not because he likes her more. It's because he, it's a flaw. He looks himself as being weak. Mm-hmm. And so it's partially that, yes. But it also, I think, partially like humanized her. Like he wasn't just blown through the first date just so that she could shut up and put his dick in her mouth. He was like, oh, I like learned something yeah. about this person. I know something about this person. I feel connected to this person in For some sure. way outside of sex. And that's weird. Yes, men want to hunt and chase. And there's no one wants anything that's easy. I mean, I want something that's very easy. Like I just bought a sandwich and that was easy to get. But I, I we like to- Which you ate in a kind of weird way. I did? You unpeeled it. It was too much wrap. <laughs> you know my problem with a lot of bodega sandwiches in New York? Too much, too much meat. I don't like that much meat. Wait, it's really funny you said this because Ashley will sit there and take out the meat, take out half the meat, and I'm the opposite. I like double the meat. Really? Yeah, I don't want anything else in there. I just want meat. Like the cats's, where it's like the sandwich. That's really fucking it's like get the fuck on, out, get out, of out of here. What are we doing with all, uh, a ham? What's your favorite hamburger? I like a smash burger. I don't like those super. I mean, I'll eat like a thick burger, but no. like Shake Shack, like smash yes. burger, that's my favorite. Thin as fuck. Thin as fuck. I'm only using the burger to get to the mayo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this conversation. Mayonnaise is so polarizing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like either you're all about mayonnaise or you fucking are disgusted by mayonnaise. Okay, so for my burgers, I just want like a smash burger, which means just like a really thin patty that gets kind of crispy almost. I'm thinking American cheese, Martin's potato roll, and some kind of... <sighs> And some kind oh of mayonnaise, God. not just straight up Hellman's. Like Shake Shack has like the Dale's? Shack sauce. I haven't read Dale's no. mayonnaise. No. Oh, it's Hines. fucking great. Mine's only. No, Dale's is thick. Hellman's, sorry, Hellman's. Hellman's. Hellman's, but uh, yeah, you're right. Mayonnaise is pretty Dude, cool but you say you called it the fucking potato roll. That like, We only- Heavyweight champ. Why is it not on, on every sandwich? I don't understand. Why Why are we putting burgers on anything besides a Martin's Or a brioche. Roll? A brioche isn't even used enough. You but know a, what I'll fuck with? It's an English muffin. I'll take an English muffin burger. I'll fuck with a muff. I'll fuck with a muff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think like the potato roll, the only time I eat a potato roll is after Thanksgiving, the next day you make sandwiches out of it. For some reason, the potato roll comes comes into play during Thanksgiving. Um, Danny Meyer at Shake Shack really like popularized the Martin's potato roll. Like that's when he started with day one at Shake Shack and it's become like this big thing. Okay. I'm just saying it's like, it's interesting that it's not like, Undefeated. we just are, we're just so simple when we come to bread. It's just like, this potato roll is just sitting there, just waiting to be loved. Do you remember the one that your mom used to use? Like growing up, my mom would make burgers and she'd just make like these, these like stale ass buns that were like freezer burnt. I'll tell you, a burger on like a patty melt on regular bread, disgusting for some reason. You know, like I like rye bread or rye bread patty melt. Okay. A lot. Yeah, rye bread's kind of fun. Rye bread wow. with eggs is good. Oh, I love only rye bread. Interesting. Whole grain. Sometimes I like those little nuts. Yeah, I like a multi grain. I like this conversation. I, I yeah. like this idea, not the bread one, the one before it, about like how long do we have sex with somebody? Because I think that you're right. There are some dudes that are just so insecure. <laughs> it's like we like... gave them like a palate. Like <laughs> everyone just ate some ginger. You're and like, we're right. not really serious for a long time. We're talking about like alcoholism, when to fuck somebody, sandwiches. I mean, I could talk about both. They both I look, interest me a lot. Me too, all yeah. day. I could talk about them all day yeah. long. But I just think like if you're going to fuck a guy on a first date, just like understand what it is and be cool. I don't think you need to be wake cool. up the next day and be like, what are we? But yeah. if the dude only hits you up the next day at 11 o'clock at night and is like, do you want to come over to fuck? I wouldn't be insulted. You can just, I would float the idea once. Hey, I'm not really down. I'd rather like get drinks, get to know yeah. you a little bit. You're not weak or pathetic or needy for saying, I'd rather just get to know you a little bit. But if somebody doesn't want to, then you, I, you just got to move on. Like if that's not how you want to be treated. To your point. You can be cool while giving your boundaries. Like you, it's all tone, even through text. Text is tough with tone, but this girl was cool about it. She was like, look, I don't want to just fuck. I'd rather get drinks outside. And I'm like, okay. And then I moved. She lives right by me. You moved so she didn't have to see her ever again? Yeah, I moved far you were away. Like, she told me that she didn't want to do this, and so I moved. Yeah, so then I like moved and like uh, cut <laughs> so off she my dick. Find my apartment. Okay. No, I moved closer. Like I live right by her now. <laughs> she moved closer now. She's like, I have boundaries, and you were like, I'm gonna erode all of them. Yeah, I'm coming through because like you deny me. No one fucking denies me. No, but like no, I just was just like, um, I liked how you handled yourself. Like 
you'll be mature with even a relationship, even if like we do get drinks and fuck, like even mm-hmm. if that's what you want, like you'll be cool with just maybe being that, but then maybe she'll go, no, I want a ring, you know? And then I want like- Then you go to the bodega and get a ring pop. And then you get a ring pop. And then you put a cock ring on and it vibrates. And then you just mm-hmm. jerk off by yourself because you realize, hey, this is happening. So anyways, but like my point being is like, how you handle your boundaries can get you what you want later on. And then she didn't text me again either, which was, and so then I just wrote her. I was like, Hey, what's up? I live here now. She's like, Oh my God. How do you, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, you live in East village. That's cool. Like, I don't know. It was just easy and chill. I, I respect that girl. I think she did the right thing. I sometimes, okay. When I type a text, I do this exercise where I'll read it back myself and I'll try to mock the text. And I'll be like, how could somebody mock this? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Actually, like, the, like about, a cynic like view of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'll, like, I'll think about like you reading it, reading it. I'll think about like, how does a man receive this? Mm-hmm. I try to like take the emotion out of it. Less words is better. Less like you statements. Just be fucking cool. And then I like that she didn't text you. Then somebody told us, I think she does like a five day rule where she just like doesn't hit a dude up. And if he hits her up, great. But like they, she won't hit them up. And if somebody doesn't reach out to you, they don't like you. Yeah. Like, I think that you can, I, I did this with somebody the other day. Or they live too far away from you and then they just then move you, close you enough move and you're them. horny. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did this with somebody the other day where I just like, I was sort of annoyed at the amount of texting and not hanging out with me at all. And so I was just like, Hey, would love to see you. If that's something you want to do in the future. You just let me know. And like, that was it. Like, I just didn't get like all emotional. And like, I don't think he's like a bad guy. Like I wouldn't like tell somebody about their behavior. I would mm-hmm. just be like, Hey, this is what I'd like to do. If you want to also, that's cool. Yeah. Girls will always say like, you know, he, he won't stop texting me. He never asked me out. It's like, well, then you ask him out once and then stop texting him. That's a great, I think, yeah. There's so many girls that they want the guy to take the guy role. Like be an alpha, ask me out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to ask him out. There's no way. I'm not, because you don't want to put your, because rejection's hard. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want it. Then you, there is something to like, okay, but then now the relationship is based off of me asking you out. Like, be a fucking man and ask me out. Like, there's that whole, like, dialogue mm-hmm. when it's not that big of a deal. Maybe he does want to ask you out. He's just, like, never thought of it that way or he was scared. And it's just like, hey. And, and maybe you're worried that will ruin the friendship, right? Like, you, if you try to elevate it. But I don't know. I, I think, like, if so many guys, especially now, like, they fucking love a woman that takes charge and bees the alpha and just fucking, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to fuck you. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. I wouldn't go that route. Um, I wouldn't tell a man to stop being a pussy, but I do. You know what I mean? Though. I think that like, we can't be out here expecting all men to know that you like them. Like yeah. it's, we're not mind readers. Like men don't always have to send the first text, ask for the next date, make all the plans. Like I think that you can do that in a way that's not threatening to men while still like being in the driver's seat. Like I think that a lot of advice is given to women is like, you know, if he likes you, he'll call. If he likes you, he'll ask you out. If he likes you, he'll text you. And it's like, well, Maybe he doesn't know that you like him and maybe he's insecure like everybody else. And I do, I do think men like to like hunt and kill more than women do. But like, I think that like you can communicate, I want to see you or I like you without being like weak and pathetic. Who cares? So you like a person. So how do you like your chicken salad? I like it. Okay. So I have very specific feelings about it. I don't want celery in it. Okay. Um, that's not a big thing. Not most people put celery in. Even if you get it at the shredded, shredded. Yes, only shredded. Always shredded. Like really shredded. Um, only white meat. Uh, Heinz mayonnaise. And my dad puts a little paprika in it, which I like. I like the Tony Catcheran. What the fuck is that? It's New Orleans like seasoning. Oh, Zatarans. No, no, not Zatarans. Tony Catcheran. Catcheran. It's like a, it's like a spicy, but it's not that spicy. Okay. I gotta show it to you. It comes in a green bottle with a red. You might know it when you see it. I worked at this restaurant that made this amazing chicken salad. It was so good. They did. It was chunked. It was chunked. Grapes? Grapes and walnuts. Oh, that's called a... Waldorf salad. Yeah, Waldorf. It was so good. (laughs) Also, um, I worked at this restaurant that put a little bit of truffle oil in the mayonnaise. It was like a truffle chicken salad. Curry chicken salad. I'll fuck with. I fuck with curry chicken salad. I didn't know about that till New York. Listen, West Side Market, which (laughs) you never go to a grocery store with, Andrew. It's the most annoying. Why was it annoying? Because you would not stop asking me about Concord grapes and why they didn't you, have them. You brought up the grapes. No, I, I brought up that they exist on Earth. I didn't like do an inventory of West you Side go, Market. You got to go to West Side Market. And you know what the best dessert is? You get Concord grapes and you put them in a freezer. So I go, okay, I'll walk three separate, extra blocks to go with you. Thoughts. Whatever grapes I got were, were fine. Okay. I, you put grapes in a freezer, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Blueberries, too. 
fantastic. Unbelievable blueberries, too. Yeah. Um, I would go to Westside Market. If you live in New York, they have 30 kinds of chicken salad. It's crazy. And soup. But I mean, you, you could have too soup. many choices. I don't know. I can't have too many choices. <laughs> this isn't like an online store where it's like, you know, they tell you to sell less to sell more. Yeah. I know. It is interesting. It's like, well, you come from cheesecake background. <laughs> oh, cheesecake factory. I love this 28 page menu. I think this was good. That's it. It's over. I don't know. Okay. I mean, look, what a time we had. Actually, it's good. We recorded for an hour. Was it an hour? Yeah. I thought it was great. This was honestly one of my favorite pods ever. Oh my god, thank you. I like talking about like more like I felt like we were really on a roll, and I think because we're in person as opposed to Zoom, and uh, we're in this like beautiful new apartment in East Village. I think it's because I canceled on you repeatedly, and I made you want it more. Because she was hungover, because she drinks too much. Yeah, well, you canceled on me on Saturday. Let the record show. Everybody, Raina Greenberg, check her out. Girls Gotta Eat. Are you guys having any live shows coming up? We'll be in Nashville this weekend, but um, this comes out Tuesday. Sold out, and we will have already done the shows. Um, we Don't are love back. these little brags. We are back on the road, though, as much as possible, where we can, um, where it's safe, where we can do so. Um, check our website, girlsgottypodcast.com, for tickets and live show dates. Um, and then I am Raina.Greenberg on Instagram. Yeah, she's amazing. Thank check you. her out. And um, yeah, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. You know, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yes, puddles. Mm-hmm.